From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. Star Joe's Podcast, episode 237, Cobra Claws Under Your Tree. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm John. And welcome back, everyone. Yes, uh, this is our annual episode where we go through the different catalogs and wish books and whatnot from the 1980s and uh, talk about the toys that that were out during that time period and uh, just have some good fun, some good nostalgia, which is really what this show is all about. So, uh, John, how have you been? It has not been as long as last time. <laughs> no, it's only been a few weeks, maybe. Yeah, Hi, not yeah. that long. Not that long. Not no. long. No. So Thanksgiving was great. Good. A little more travel before the end of the year. All right. Christmas is coming. We'll go to Louisville and see the family for a few days. And are you ready for the holidays? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I haven't done any shopping. I know what everybody wants. At least I've got that going for me. There you go. Uh, I got, but I've got more podcast content to put together and get out. And uh, I think this show will be coming out soon. The the long awaited, uh, my long awaited episode of Cruising Together is scheduled to come out on the twentieth. I am looking forward to that. And, and it is going to be – it is definitely the longest show that those guys have ever done. <laughs> it is. It was an absolute joy. I've heard the I've heard the Roth uh, recording, and I, I held my own, which I was – that was always worried about. But, no, we had, a, we had a super fun time doing that, and I'm okay. glad that's coming out now finally. Other than that, watching The Mandalorian, watching some of these other new things that are out there and – Yeah. And we're definitely going to talk about some of those things. Uh, yeah, my uh, my Thanksgiving was great. Went over my sister in law. She cooks every. She's been hosting it every year for the, like the last at least the last five years. We saw. Um, she uh, had my in laws were over and uh, my wife and I and her. So there's five people and she cooked for about ten people. <laughs> so, so I got to bring home leftovers, uh, which was great. Uh, she and she does it all herself. Like she asks us, we always ask every year, can we make something, bring it? And she's just like, well, you could bring a dessert or something like that. But she makes the entire meal. I think there was like 
five different vegetables, um, you know, turkey, potatoes, just like I said, the whole nine yards. And then there was like two pies and cookies and it was just, it was ridiculous. Um, so, so that was great. Uh, yeah, I've been just kind of busy getting the home ready for the holidays and stuff like that. My, my, the inside of my house is decorated. The outside, I still have to put lights up, uh, pretty much have all the gifts purchased at this point. Uh, just waiting for someone to come in. Uh, and yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm ready. Like you said, been watching a bunch of stuff. I am going to be on at least one podcast uh, I had mentioned last time, uh, which is, uh, I think, I think that the order is my one black friend, my one white friend, or it's my one white friend, my one black friend. Um, but they're going to be doing the Star Wars, and I'm going to be covering The Last Jedi with them. And then um, uh, Brian from Pop Culture Leftovers asked me to come on uh, the 28th of uh, December to... Uh, he didn't tell me what we are going to talk about. I assume that we'll probably be talking about The Rise of Skywalker, uh, which I, I will have seen by then. And uh, one thing that was interesting, I had an old buddy of mine that I used to work with that uh, reached out to me through Facebook. He... he when I used to work for the bank, he, he worked with me there, and then he left there and moved out to, I want to say Colorado or somewhere around there. And uh, he is a teacher uh, at, a, at a Christian school, and he was like, hey, would you be willing to, he reached out to me through Facebook, he says, would you be willing to talk to a group of kids about comic books? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, so we're going to do something through Skype. And uh, we're we're trying to nail down the day. It might be on the twentieth so far. Um, if not, it'll be sometime in January. But uh, I haven't gotten any details of what he wants me to talk about when it comes to comics. If he's just leaving it up to me to present what I think kids might be interested to learn about. So, um, so yeah, he just he just saw that I was trying to make my own comic, and. Uh, he knows I, that I know a lot about comics, and so he was just like, you know, I think it'd be fun with the movies out and everything else if you talk to a group of kids about comics and storytelling and things like that. So I was like, yeah, I'd be happy to do that. So, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it's it's something a little bit outside my uh, wheelhouse normally, but uh, Lord knows I can talk. So <laughs> just <laughs> do I talk with that? Right. Do I talk uh, in in a tone in a subject that uh, kids are interested in? We'll find out. So, um, but yeah, we've had some uh, some things happen. So let's let's get caught up on the Mandalorian first because uh, we talked about that last episode. We the last time we recorded, there's there had only been two episodes out, and there's been three more now. So we're we we can talk about episodes three, four, and five. Uh, what's your what's What's your overall feel with them so far before we get into like each episode a little I, bit? As I said before, the fact that I'm excited about live-action Star Wars again means more than anybody will know. The it, I, it was funny. I remember when we got off the call, we were kind of reflecting. You know, Grub had said, yeah, it was good, but still not there. And boy, episode three, <laughs> as soon as I got that text saying, I'm officially in love, right? I, it turned the corner. Yeah. Oh, my word, did it turn the corner with episode three. Yeah, he goes, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I'm in now. Yeah, no, three was just bananas good. And it, it is maintaining, you know, four was, was good. Yeah. Five was a great fan service. Yeah. Yet again, sure. I, as we've talked about, and I've had this, I just did the pop culture show for HR Social Hour and it was my top pick for TV for this year, nice. personally, and, and I, I just, I'm amazed at what they've put together. It is a story that I would have never pictured or imagined 
the the baby has made it just something so incredibly different. Oh yeah, and the I, scene I, the scene I think it was episode three the scene with where Baby Yoda reaches over and flips the switch and then he turns it off and then he flips <laughs> right. it again and, he, and the Mandalorian turns it off and then he goes don't touch it and he just kind of leans over Baby Yoda leans over and turns it on one more time. I'm like that is totally what a kid does. Absolutely, it absolutely is and. Again, he's. I love the fact he's not just a prop. Yeah, that he yeah. really is. He is. He's. A, he's. A, yeah. He has. It, it. He displays personality and and is engaged. And you know, for as great as the Mando and Baby Yoda are, we got heavy armor Mando in yes. Episode Three, which is my new favorite character. And my kids actually bought me the Black Series figure for Christmas. Oh, nice! <laughs> because they knew how excited I was. And then I saw the hot toy and about lost my mind. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, thing is unbelievable looking. Yeah. But no, the I you know look, we're gonna spoil it because we can. It's our show, yeah, right? Absolutely. When, when I, I we flipped out when we saw Baby Yoda in Episode One. Episode Two, I didn't really. Flip, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I didn't flip out. Right. When the Mandalorians all came out of the sky, I was cheering. Oh yeah, because that's and I think I think uh, Tim Lane, who listens to the show, is a friend of, friend of ours. I think Tim put it. It's it's what you imagined. You're seeing it live now, like things you yeah. thought oh, about, yeah. or you know, Clone Wars obviously had big shots of Mandalorians, and but man, when those guys when they when the first rocket came, I'm like, oh, what is this? And they all right. came out of the air, and I just started cheering. I was like, holy shit, I cannot believe we're well, yeah, because I was like, how is he going to get out of this? Exactly. Like, he, he was like dead to rights, and I'm just right. like, what the hell? And then all of a sudden that happens, I was like, oh, well, that's how he's going to get out of it. Uh, I mean, that was just yeah, like you said, was awesome. I loved seeing um, uh, at the end. The one I don't know if it was the heavy armor guy, but whoever it was that had the rocket pack and flying. Oh, it was the heavy armor guy, yeah. Yeah, gave the salute. Gave the salute, and I will tell you, it reminded me of the Rocketeer. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, Which was really cool, and I love how the Mandalorian's like, I gotta get me one of those. (laughs) uh, Well, again, that so that it was great to see him evolve with the armor, with the uh, whistling birds. Yeah. Those things are badass. Like, oh, yeah. come on. It's like, again, every time they just tell a little bit more and they're building a little bit more, Yeah. which I, I love. And I love the fact that they all came to help him. This is the yeah. way. And yeah, talked about it. And then, you know, in episode four, you really get more about the fact he'd been wearing a helmet and, and right. since he was a kid. Yeah. And, and uh, I love I love the whole too. like you mentioned, this is the way I love the fact that there are these quotes that are coming out of it because that's so yeah. Star Wars also. And they're, oh, yeah. and they're happening naturally, like they're yes. happening like people are picking up on it. So, you know, before we had, uh, I have spoken right. and, and now we have, this is the way and, and all that. It's just, it's so perfectly done. And yeah, I love the, the episode, uh, it was episode four with the ATST, uh, and he finds that village and like, I knew it wasn't going to happen, but there was just such a part of me that wanted him to just settle down with that widow, sure. and raise, raise baby Yoda. And that could have been the rest of the series for all I care. Right. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit, a little too easy. That ATST, who would ever thought putting red yeah. in the windows would make it so intimidating? Yeah, it it just brought a whole different level. And again, it's just a, it's an ATST. We've seen them for thirty years, but man, you put the red, the red and the lights in it, it just looked awesome. It, was it looked awesome. deadly. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, like you said, episode five, we got a lot of nostalgia because they went back to Tatooine. When I heard he was going to Mos Eisley, I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be yeah, great. Yeah, exactly. Of he goes into the cantina, uh, which has changed over the years. It's one of those, right. like, 
so I've had that experience where, okay, so in college I worked at a coffee shop and uh, it was hustling and bustling. And man, it was just, it was always packed every weekend. It was a great place to work. Um, everyone came there. Well, I went there, I want to say five, six years ago, maybe a little bit longer ago, and it's changed ownership. And it, and I went in there and it's like dingy now. There's nobody mm-hmm. there. I was there on a Friday night and nobody was in there. Right. And it, this is a coffee house right off of campus. Uh, there were signs up that said, please watch your belongings, like <laughs> all this type of stuff. When I was there, the cops came in, we gave them free coffee. You know, you never had to worry about security. Um, it, and there was always a, a, a performer out on the uh, patio p- performing every night. Like it was the, the place to go to. Um, so it's one of those, you can't go home again. That's how I felt with the, the cantina. I felt like when he walked in there, I'm like, it's not happening. Like it used to be happening. (laughs) Well, part of that I think is probably budget, but (laughs) the fact that the robot was behind the bar, really, you got a droid behind the bar and right. Uh, no, I, I loved how they set up the, you know, to go out and get the, the bounty and yeah, you know, the me, the whole Ming Na appearance, you know, I think I've told I may have told this story before on the show, so please stop me if I have. But uh, J.C. Vaughn, Jeff Vaughn, who works for Overstreet or uh, uh, Jim Stone Publishing, you know, he come Jeff comes to our show a lot. He's friends with her. Oh, okay. And he told me the story that when they were in high school, she refused to see Star Wars. Oh, wow! Because she was such a Star Trek fan. So when it came out in '77, she never saw it. Okay. And didn't see it until '78 when it got re-released. And then she saw it like six times. Oh wow! But she is she's got nerd like legit sci fi nerd cred. She was a yeah. huge Star Wars fan or Star Trek fan. Read a lot of sci fi. They used to go to like sci fi conventions, and awesome. yeah. So it, I think it's kind of neat to see her, you know, well, involved. I, you know, Disney I, Princess. Yeah, in, and I love her in uh, show, whatever yeah, else. And I I loved her in Agents of Shield. So yeah, I mean she's she's awesome. So. Um, yeah, and I like the cockiness of the of the guy in uh, you know trying to make a name for himself and everything else like that all worked well. I was like, oh, he's not going to make it past this episode, <laughs> right? right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I love, I actually love the lady that took care of Baby Yoda uh, during the episode. Also, like I can't remember the actress's name, but she was spot on perfect for that role. It was Amy Sedaris. Okay, she's, yeah, she's in every. I mean, she's been in so many things over the years that the hairdo was hysterical because you really yes. did like Ripley and Alien. Yes. It's the first thing I thought of when I saw it yeah. made me when I heard her speak, I'm like, holy crap, it's Amy Sedaris. Yeah. And that was that was really funny. The uh, uh the droids and everything too. Yeah, they there again there's so many references and, and yeah. it's all done re- I was listening to somebody talking about it and in fact I just watched Rogue One again this weekend, uh, mm-hmm. thanks to the Disney Plus and there's that scene when they're when they run into Doctor of Azen and yeah. Ponda Baba, and it feels so for like now yeah. it feels so forced. Yeah. After watching that show, where none of this stuff, at least to me, it doesn't feel forced. No, it I just, don't think so either. They, they figured out a way to make it organic, and it all looks and feels, and it's just going to happen. But yeah, as soon as he said we're going to Mos Eisley, I was like, holy crap! Like yeah, I can't. Here we you go. Know, here we go. <laughs> and yeah, you know, I loved all the uh, stormtrooper helmets on on the yes. bikes. Like, yeah. Whoa! Wait a minute. You know, yeah. Uh, I I think the the one question I have about the show, and I think maybe maybe it's been explained, or maybe I don't. We haven't talked about it, but the fact that like nobody seems to know 
Baby Yoda at all. Like that, they've never seen that right. type of creature. That's because there were so few, right? Like, right. Yeah, that's my guess too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it seems like it seems like nobody really understands the Force because right. the Jedi have been gone for a while. But the whole the whole like the number of times people look at that thing like they just don't have any idea what it is. What well, it is? Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, yeah, I mean, to my knowledge, it's it, the species isn't known for the simple fact that there isn't a lot of them out there. So, um, and yeah, it, it it's very like you said, it's extremely entertaining. When I heard they were going to most most likely, I'm like, like you said, it didn't feel forced that they were going there because he's traveling in the outer rim right now. Well, right. that's where Tatooine is. It's in the outer rim. So, um, I love that they went there. I also love that they didn't just stay there. Um, sure. you know, he took off again for the yep. next planet, wherever he's going. Now, if the next planet is, uh, Dagobah or Hoth, I'll be like, okay, <laughs> I doubt that. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right, right. Yeah. Then I'm like, okay, you're pushing it now. Um, yeah. And my, and I mentioned it before we started recording. My only complaint about the last episode was that as much as I love the nostalgia of it and everything else, I felt like it didn't progress the story very much until the very last scene. Uh, where there's some boots that we see that are tracking them, and, and it makes everyone go, oh, who is that that's tracking them? There's speculation on who it is. Um, but And, I, and I'm, I'm sh- I have a feeling it has to be somebody that we know for the simple fact that otherwise you'd show who it is. Sure. Um, but, like I said, I just felt it felt a little bit more like a filler episode, and when you only have eight episodes in the entire season, I feel like you don't you can't afford to have a filler episode. But for the nostalgia's sake, I loved it. I thought it was a lot sure. of fun and had a blast watching it. I would, I've watched it. I've watched every episode at least twice. Um, episode three and episode uh, four, I've watched it probably three or four times. So uh, episode three, I watched four times for sure. Three, three is the one. That, I mean, three's, three has been the best one of the bunch. Yeah, I, I agree. Agreed. You know, and I, I have to be honest. You know, everybody got really excited that it was Deborah Chow, or I think is her name, and that she's going to be doing that Obi Wan show. I had never even heard of her. Like, I have yeah. no idea who she was. She knew how to shoot an action Oh yeah. show. Good grief, man. Like, that... Yeah. The, the, and I love the fact that he uses that damn flamethrower all the time. Yes. <laughs> it's like his favorite implement. It's his go-to uh, defense he, type thing, yeah. When he fought Cara Dune and she stepped on the on the on on his arm so yes. he couldn't use it, I was like, oh, that's perfect, because he kept <laughs> he used it so many times. Yeah. She's she's an interesting character. I, I know they got to be bringing her back. Because they got to, yeah. They, I mean, I, I've seen a couple interviews with Gina Carano since, and and it seems like they've you know they made a real push to I mean apparently John Favreau picked her for that part like he wrote yeah. it for her yeah and you know she I think I think as I if I heard correctly or we'll listen to you know, she was going to get out of acting and so it, it's okay. she's she's a badass I mean oh yeah no you know, she's got legit crack I remember her you know in MMA yeah but uh, but no I thought she it was it was kind of cool to see and especially for her to be a shock trooper and not. Yes, an imperial, but coming from the rebel side and yeah. floating around. Yeah, I thought that was great. We got, we got three more. I, you know, we'll see. They gotta. Yeah. They, we got. We we need some. I I I'm I know they'll do. They got to do a second season. I mean, I, oh, they, yeah. I understand now it's the biggest show ever, like in terms of downloads or whatever. Downloads, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, of all this, all these things that have been made for platforms, I, I think it set some kind of record. At least they're saying it did. Yeah. I have to ask you though, and I think we talked about it on on a text chain. What do you think about Ryan Johnson and now even JJ saying they want to do episodes if 
you know, if they have the opportunity to do to actually direct episodes next year. So I have no problem with either one wanting to do an episode. I would be happy to see them direct an episode. Um, my issue is the Star Wars fan base in general, uh, like the larger portion of them, it seems absolutely despise The Last Jedi and hate Ryan Johnson for it to the point where I feel like even if he does a great job with the episode, there's going to be a good contingent of fans that are going to be like, it was awful, it was horrible, you know, Ryan Johnson shouldn't be directing anything, which I, I'm i all for giving him a chance to direct one of the episodes. I have absolutely no problem with that. J.J. Abrams, I have zero problem with him directing anything. Um, as long as they stick with the, you know, with the direction and they're not trying to change, like, story-wise, if they're just there to direct the story that's being told, I have no problem with it. How about you? Well, look, you know, I've never talked about it on this show, so I'm just going to say it, and if people don't like it, that's their problem. I didn't hate Last Jedi. It bored me to tears. Okay. It just bored me. And I remember I texted you as soon as it was over, yeah. and I said, I'm not going to see the next one, yeah. and I'll just read the comics. And it, it, I... I I find it very interesting how polarizing it has been yeah. in that, you know, some people think it's the greatest thing ever made, which I just don't get. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't agree. I don't with get that. that. Either, no. I, I just, it bored me and I never would have dreamed I would have walked out of a star Wars movie just bored, especially yeah. cause I liked, I love looper. I thought looper was a tremendous sure. movie. So when they said, Oh, Ryan Johnson's doing it. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't care. You know, I like to your point, if he's not writing it, which I, I just, I feel, I feel like he, wants to do it to try to redeem himself. Yeah. And he doesn't need to because yeah. he he made his money and right. apparently this new movie, this knives out that he's got out is phenomenal. Which yeah. maybe that's what he ought to be doing is movies like that. I just right. I, you know, again I, I I even said to you at the time, I said I will not talk about that movie on the show because it just right. It just, I didn't care. I, right. That that made me sad that I, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't right. even hate. It was just, I was so, I was like. Like indifference towards yeah, it. it. I was ready to go to sleep, man. I just, yeah. I was so friggin' bored. But anyway, that's where I think I, this show has hit me that much more that I've gotten. And I think some people are surprised at how excited I've been about it. I had a friend tell me, a guy listens to the show that we've talked offline about it. And he's like, I love how animated you are about it. And I said, well, yeah. it's, re- it's just really good. It's worth it. Yeah. It, 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 if it was, if it was, if it sucked, I would say it's not so great, but right. it doesn't, it's, it's it excellent. Makes me, it makes me very hopeful. I know we've mentioned this on the show before. It makes me very hopeful for the Obi-Wan series. It yes. makes me very hopeful for the, all the Marvel series that are coming out. Um, like this one show has me going, okay, Disney plus was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, even though I knew it was going to be, for me, it was going to be worth it just from all the other stuff. Um, but yeah, this, this show alone, I would be paying this just to watch this one show. That, I, I, I've been fortunate enough to get the free package through Verizon, but yeah, I would pay, I would be paying 50 bucks a year or whatever to have it to watch yeah. the, yeah, I, yeah. I, it, to your point, it does give me a lot of, uh, hope and expect, uh, uh, it's almost kind of scary though. That it's going to set a level of expectation, particularly for Obi Wan. It yeah. better deliver because if it oh, doesn't, yeah. we're really going to be torqued. Yeah, but, but I, I, with you having you and McGregor, they're already taking a step yeah, in the right direction. Absolutely. That, so I mean, um, and I will say just uh, a real brief thing is I started watching or I've watched and I'm caught up on all of the um, Imagineering documentary because I didn't realize that was a documentary like an ongoing documentary series. So I've I've watched all of those so far. Those are fantastic. 
and I've been and I've watched the Jeff Goldblum ones, and I'm still enjoying the hell out of those. So they're they're very entertaining, and I I have started Rebels, and I love it. Awesome, I, I love it. I I got I was bought. I remember I actually went back and listened to the show where we talked about it. I think it was with Star Wars yeah. uh, when the Star Wars park opened, or, or somewhere we talked about it, and maybe oh, it was the last episode. Duh. Anyway, <laughs> but. <laughs> I think you guys said, "Hey, it's really slow in the first season." I didn't get that at all. Like, oh, I, okay. I was in like two episodes in. I'm like, "Oh, dude, this is awesome!" Like, I just totally in, totally cool. in. So, cool. I, I'm in season two now. I, I, I'm trying to take some time with it. Yeah, yeah. But I really do enjoy it. And, I feel like season two really takes off because, like I said, I think maybe a little bit for us, season one was like it was a little slow at the beginning because you're getting to know the characters. So it felt sure. a little slow for for me at least. Uh, because of that, but I also knew like I had complete trust in Dave Filoni and where he was sure. going to be taking it. So, um, so yeah, and there's there's nods to a bunch of characters from the Clone Wars make appearances in it. So I mean, you're gonna you're in for a fun ride. So I, I I've been I've been really enjoying it so far. So I, I again pleased all around that that I'm happy. I'm excited about Star Wars again, which yeah. I didn't I did not think was going to happen, and I. I'm glad I'm, ex- I'm excited that you're excited about Star Wars again because now I don't have to be one that's constantly carrying the torch for it. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Um, so uh, speaking of stuff that we watched, the other thing that we both watched uh, was, and I didn't realize it had come out, and someone says, hey, did you know this was out there? And I was like, well, I knew the toys that made us season three was out. I didn't know that the movies that made us season one came out and so i ended up watching all of those yeah um, it's kind of dropped out of think over thanksgiving i yeah. was really surprised i i thoroughly enjoyed them i think it, yeah. it's it's certainly a nice companion yeah to the toy show i even loved I, in the I, ghostbusters one where they refer to the toys and he goes that's another show exactly <laughs> Yeah, no, they were they were all they were all interesting. It's funny, you know, being here in Virginia, I knew about the place where they filmed Dirty Dancing, so I knew kind of knew a little bit of that story, yeah. uh, and I, I I didn't know about the whole drama behind the scenes between yeah, Jennifer Grey and and uh, Patrick Swayze not getting along at Red Dawn. I never I'd never heard that, so that was yeah. that was interesting. You know, the uh, I thought the Ghostbusters one was I'd heard those stories about there's such a cult of personality around that movie and with yeah. Belushi and everything else and Eddie Murphy and all that. Yep. So I heard a lot of that. Uh, that was interesting. The uh, Die Hard, it was crazy to see Reginald Vell Johnson without a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the weirdest things in that one. <laughs> and, and then with Home Alone, I had no idea. And I used to live up near New Trier High School where they built those sets. I had no idea they did that, that they yeah. built those sets in the high school. I didn't like, either, yeah. That was no fascinating clue. to me. I had no clue that that went on, uh, but it's it's interesting to see how successful that movie became and it yeah. generated sequels. And Chris Columbus is actually get he's now filming the second Kurt Russell Santa Claus movie for Netflix. Oh yeah, the, Chron- uh, Christmas, Christmas Chronicles. Christmas Chronicles, yeah, yeah filming Which the new the one. The first now. one was really good. So I, I like the first one, but those little the elf things creep me out. Like they're, they're just <laughs> creepy. Like they're right. just weird and I get that. I, it kind of threw me off, but no, that I was pleasantly surprised, and I love that he would never say "ho ho." That was hysterical yes, to me. Yes, that he was, was great. badass yeah. Santa Claus, but no, I, I thought they I thought they did a really good job with those. Yeah, with those, and I assume there's more than four. 
I would, yeah, they I'm would sure have... they're going to do another season or quote unquote season or whatever. I know their formula is to release four, and then later on they release another four. Um, I, I yeah, my only disappointment with the entire thing was that there was only four of them because I was really getting into all of them. Yeah. Uh, I loved how they took for for all of them. They took them back to the scene where everything was filmed, and you got to hear the nostalgia in their voice of remembering where where things were filmed and what happened. Right. Um, at the very end of every episode, they they all followed a, f- a certain formula, which was uh, which worked perfectly. Um, I uh, knew nothing about Home Alone as far as behind the scenes. Uh, like you said, right. I had no idea about the the high school situation. I didn't know that Joe Pesci has to say "fuck" in every single other <laughs> every third word. Uh, so he created a language that allowed him to kind of cuss, but not really cuss. It was kind of a Looney Tunes language almost. Um, and then uh, Dirty Dancing, uh, my mom absolutely adored that movie, so I saw it hundreds of times as a, as a kid. Uh, it's a great movie, but it, I saw it way more times than I needed to. Um, but I didn't know, yeah, I didn't know the behind-the-scenes uh, stuff that happened there. Uh, it was interesting to see that uh, when they went back to this, the lake, that the lake is not there anymore. Yeah, that um, was crazy. <laughs> but the cinder blocks were still there <laughs> that they stood on. Um, so that was cool. Uh, Die Hard... I knew very little background with Die Hard, so I, the only things I knew is I knew who Bruce Willis was before the movie with the whole moonlighting stuff, um, and then I knew that uh, Alan Rickman had not done anything before that other than Broadway and stuff. Uh, uh, so outside of that, it was all very new to me uh, to find out. Like, and I loved how they got different people, and that changed the whole story. Like, I had no idea it was this Frank Sinatra sequel. Yeah, I don't, I. I don't think any of us would as kids. And it's interesting, though, because I read somebody just lately was talking about the fact that you could do really what the original storyline of that was. You could do it now with Bruce Willis because he's old enough to to do it. Of course, that they certainly have gone in a direction with the Die Hard movies that. Oh, yeah. They had nothing to do with that original book. I. I, Yeah. What's the last one? Was that Live Free or Die Hard? Yeah. Or, yeah. Was, was that the last uh, one? I think the last one was another Good Day to Die Hard. It was like a really long Oh, title. good grief, man. <laughs> See, I don't even know if I've seen that one. I think yeah. the last one I saw was like the cyber terrorist yeah. thing, and it was rough. That, yeah. Kevin Smith was in that one. It was... Yeah. Which yeah. I, I love the first one, or I adore the first one, and I love the third one. The second one is okay. Like, the second one for me, I like it, I enjoy it, but the first and third one for me are like great movies, great action movies to watch. Um, but yeah, there was, a, like I said, there was a lot with that, that I, with the Die Hard one that I just did not know. And I love how they brought the explosive expert in. He's like, yeah, I'll do the movie, but you got to blow up the top of the building. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, but my hero's at the top of there. He goes, that's not my problem. Figure it out. <laughs> Figure it out. And when you look at the cover of the original book, it looks like Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> that's right. Um, so yeah, it was, that was really cool. And then, uh, Ghostbusters, I am... As you know, and people listen to the show know, I am a huge Ghostbusters fan. Um, and there was stuff in that I didn't know. I didn't know about Bill Murray and uh, Harold Ramis having a feud like and not talking to each other for years. I was very happy to hear that they worked it all out before Harold Ramis had passed away. Um, I knew that I knew about Ghost Striker. Is it was the other name for it? Yeah, I knew about that, and I had heard about how they had to they started off filming the scenes twice but i didn't realize 
to the extent that they right, did that. Right. And uh, and then finally they're like, screw it, we're not doing it anymore. And how about like the ultimate like universe listening to how things need to be by just placing that guy who helped make uh, start Ghostbusters as far as producing got booted it, and got <laughs> booted, went to the other studio where they had the rights to the filmation Ghostbusters, right. and he's like, yeah, go ahead and make a deal with them <laughs> so that they could get the name Ghostbusters. So um, just. I mean, just kismet. Like it was just, it was meant to be. Um, so I, I loved watching that one because um, I will say, probably, like if you're looking at just movie franchises, not ones that are based off of books and everything else, I'd say Ghostbusters is probably like my third favorite movie franchise. Like uh, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Ghostbusters, then probably Back to the Future. Um, you know, the, those are like my top four right there. So. Um, I love the Harry Potter and I lo- uh, movies, and I love the Lord of the Rings movies. But th- you know, those were books first. Uh, these, those ones I just mentioned, are, were movies. First, movies, sure. So, well, um, well, yeah. well, speaking of Ghostbusters, then so yes. not only did we get a documentary about the original movie, now they've dropped a little trailer for this. Yes, and I intentionally mentioned the Ghostbusters <laughs> one last <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> So what did you think? So uh, I, I I know you watched it. So what were your I did. I, I look. So as I think we talked about the the remake that came out or answer the call or whatever the last one yeah, was. Yeah. I thought it was fine. Like it was there was some entertaining in it, yeah. but it wasn't great. It was yeah. just not a great movie. I, I I don't have a love for that property like you do. It's fine. Like you know it inter- it inter- it's entertaining, but it's never been real high on my list. So when I saw this preview, like, okay, so basically, I guess it's grandpa was one of the Ghostbusters and he left all the stuff. Right. And then, and then the kid is going to work with Paul Rudd mm-hmm. to, because the ghosts are coming out of captivity in Kansas or wherever, Oklahoma or wherever they are. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I didn't realize is when they, when they show the, the Ghostbusters, when they show Ecto one, yeah. I didn't realize it had a door that opened up and like had a, a, a cannon on the side. Yes. You could, that so was, that was cool. Like, I don't remember that at all. So it, it wasn't in the first two movies, okay. but, but I want to say I could be wrong about this and listeners can let me know. Cause I didn't have a chance to look it up. I know that it existed before this movie. Um, and I want to say where it first appeared was in Extreme Ghostbusters. It may have appeared in the the um, real Ghostbusters cartoon, but I think where it actually first appeared was in the Extreme Ghostbusters cartoon. Now, what is that? I don't even know. So, so what after Extreme Ghostbusters, so they had the the real Ghostbusters, as you know, the the cartoon, yeah. and then after that, they kind of updated it, and the Ghostbusters that we know became the mentors of the next generation of okay. Ghostbusters. Got it. And it was called Extreme Ghostbusters. And there was a guy in a wheelchair and there was the punk rock looking chick. And then there was, you know, the, the big muscle guy. Like it was, it was a very diverse group. Mm. Uh, and, uh, so, and, but it was, it was actually really good. Like if you liked the original, uh, real Ghostbusters cartoon, you would, I think you would actually like the real, uh, the Extreme Ghostbusters also. Cause I, it was similar, same type of animation style and everything else. Just, it was just getting ready for the next generation. That was their way of doing of moving Ghostbusters forward. Uh, Slimer was still in it and all that. Sorry, so don't hate me, Ryan. I have never seen an episode of the Ghostbuster cartoons. Uh, any of them? You're missing None out. Them. You're missing just out. Never, just never seen them because again, it's just not my. 
wheelhouse yeah. necessarily. They were on they were on Netflix at one time. I don't know if they still yeah. are or not, but they were on there. Um, I I of I mean I'm a huge fan of the property. Yeah, but I yeah. do think I do think the cartoon was done very very well. I do have some animation cells uh, from the cartoon. Uh, that one of my goals, I, I got them all kind of separately, but I had in mind how I was going to piece them together. I will have to send you the picture of how I pieced them all together, uh, but I'm going to create a backdrop for them to go over, and I'm going to frame that, and it's going to be like this long, it's like this panoramic scene that has all the Ghostbusters, it has Ecto-1, it has Janine cool. in it, it has Slimer, and it has Sam Hain, which is the pumpkin-headed ghost Okay. Uh, that that is uh, been in the comics and in the cartoon and stuff. So uh, I just like kind of and those animation cells are pretty cheap to get overall. Uh, I think only one of them kind of cost me a little bit. Uh, and even and when I mean a little bit, I mean talking like maybe fifty bucks versus a lot of the other ones were like twenty sure. bucks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, the cartoon is is really good. I have watched it since you know, even being an adult now, and I think it still holds up pretty well, uh, especially compared to a lot of things that came out back then. So, um, Well, what did you think of the trailer? I loved it. Uh, I am very excited. Like we talked about with the 2016 movie, uh, it, there's things in it I find entertaining. I think there's things in it that are very Ghostbusters. My biggest problem with that movie wasn't the fact that it was an all-female cast. In fact, I was excited about that. It's the fact that when I watched it, every male in the movie was an idiot which is not how you make a strong female character. You don't make all the male characters morons. In fact, what you should do is make all the male characters really smart and capable, and they still can't figure it out. And then you make the, this female team the ones that come out on top, which makes them even stronger. It's just it's the whole rule of your hero is only as good as their villain. Um, so, But I still found it entertaining. My expectations were really low when I watched it. This one, my expectations are very high, so we'll see how that works out for it. <laughs> Um, I will say that watching the trailer, I've watched it about at least five times so far, if not more. Um, love that Paul Rudd's in it. I think Paul Rudd's going to bring that uh, cheesy humor to it that it needs. Because uh, I love the scene where he's just like, hey, cool replica. And they're and they're like, replica of what? And he's like, ghost trap, don't you? Like, And I, I think he's going to kind of bring... like I think he's going to have that uh, research side, but also that cheesy humor side. Uh, I love the kid from Stranger Things that was like, hey, remember that time we died underneath the table? <laughs> um, so there's a lot there. I think they're intentionally showing this new cast first. I think the next trailer we see is going to show the members of the original cast in it. But I think this first trailer, they smartly wanted to show the new characters and where they're going. I love the fact that it had a bit of a creepy vibe to it because the original Ghostbusters does have some horror elements to it. Uh, and if you don't remember that, you should go back and watch it again. Um, uh, the grandfather has got to be Egon because, uh, number one, it's perfect way to explain why uh, Egon is not around. Harold Ramis has passed away. Right. But there's a scene in the trailer where you see all of his spores, molds, and funguses that he collects. <laughs> mm. yeah. um, and then she pulls back, uh, the, the granddaughter pulls back the jumpsuit and if you pause it right there, which I did, uh, you can see it says Spengler. Uh, uh, so uh, so it's got to be Egon. I'll be surprised if it's not. Um, I'm very excited about it. I did hear some some people that I know make comments saying, like, it looks like Stranger Things with the Ghostbusters name on it. My argument to that is the fact that Stranger Things pulled a lot of 
inspiration and references from Ghostbusters. So it's kind of like which came first, the chicken or the egg. And of course you have the actor, kid actor from Stranger Things. So it's going to have that feel to it. And it's going to kind of look like it because Stranger Things pulled from Ghostbusters. And then you have the actor from Stranger Things in there. It's going to have that feel. Um, but I'm very excited. Uh, I have a lot of faith in Reitman. I'm sure he turned to his dad for a lot of this stuff uh, to make sure he's, he's doing it justice. Um, yeah, I, I, I am very, very pumped. In fact, right now, I will say it is my most anticipated movie of 2020 above anything else. Uh, above Top Gun 2, above anything Star Wars might be doing, which I don't think they have anything coming out. It's above... Uh, I was very highly anticipating Black Widow. I was very highly anticipating Wonder Woman. All that Ghostbusters right now is like the top thing that I am the most excited about for 2020 right now. So that's how much the trailer meant to me. That's great. <laughs> um, and then wanted to touch briefly, since I mentioned it, just because it is, t- it does take place in the 1980s, uh, the Wonder Woman trailer came out, uh, which uh, is called Wonder Woman 1984, because it takes place in 1984, uh, which is right in our wheelhouse. Um, what did you think of that one? As I mentioned before we started recording, I thought the music was perfect. Yeah. That New Order Blue Monday, man, they just they nailed it and like the machine gun fire with the drum you know, with the drum hits. I yeah. just that was really, really clever who came up with that. Yeah. It looks good. I mean I, I really enjoyed the first one. I will yeah. definitely see it. I love the fact it's a period piece. I think yes. that's it was cool to show it's like see the mall. Like yes. what what would, you know, be a mall in nineteen eighty four. Oh yeah. Uh the, yeah, it it again, they they did a really great job with the first one. Yeah. It was. I can't see how. I don't see how they mess it up if you got all the same players. Right. It's, yeah. But it's it is a it is a DC movie, so I think maybe my my uh, expectations are tempered. <laughs> yes. You know, like I don't. You know, I didn't. I, everybody told me how great Wonder Woman was, so when I saw it, I thought, well, it should be fine, and I was I really really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, and then as we were talking about too, I really enjoyed Shazam. After I yeah. heard it was just okay, I loved it. I loved uh, it too. So yeah. and and so I'm I'm excited that it is getting a sequel as well. Yeah. But yeah, Wonder it looked cool and yeah, I, yeah, I, I'll I'll see it. I'm curious if yeah I'm curious if we're gonna see uh, or not see her invisible jet because it looked like there was a scene where she's flying a jet. It looks like she's in it with Steve Trevor at one point. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I love the humor at the end with Steve Trevor. You know, she's pointing out everything's art and he, yeah, everything's garbage. art, and he goes and he goes. She goes, except that that's a tr- that's, that's a garbage, garbage can. can. <laughs> um, love the music, like you said, I thought it was perfect. I love that we're getting some new. Um, scenes or, or new fighting things that she does like there's the scene where she uh unlocks the bullet bounces up in the air and she's gonna i assume is gonna hit it with her bracelet to fire it um so that was kind of a cool move um we're supposed to get the cheetah in this one which is a big time wonder woman villain uh that's so, Kristen wiggs character yes yes yeah. it is yeah. uh and uh yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing, because we only saw the human side of her. I'm kind of hoping we don't see the cheetah until the movie. I don't want to, I, I kind of want that to be a reveal in the movie itself. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm excited about seeing it. I Like you said, I love the first one. And uh, I feel like after seeing Wonder Woman and after seeing Shazam and even Aquaman I enjoyed, uh, I think that uh, DC might be finally understanding that if they just make, movies 
focused on their character, not try to tie it all together in a big universe uh, like Marvel did, I think that might be more their wheelhouse. So, um, that being said, I saw the trailer for Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, and I think that looks like absolute garbage. So, yeah, I missed uh, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, I have no desire to see that one. So, all right. So, uh, ready to jump into the catalog here? Uh, let's do it. All right, cool. So, uh, this is the uh, so for I'll have this in the show notes and everything else, but it's called it's a site called WishBookWeb.com. And uh, they have a catalog from every single year. It could be JC Penny catalog. It could be Sears. It could be anything. But they at least have one from every single year. Well, we're doing 1985 uh, because last year I think Robert and I did 83 and 84. So we're doing 1985, which is actually the Sears wish book. So this is the actual legitimate wish book that came out. Um, I don't know if you have anything that you wanted to mention before this page. I jumped all the way to the toys which for me starts at page 439. So if you have anything before that, I that's where I am. 439. Okay. Yep. okay. So what do we have there on 439? Well, it looks like we have the DC superheroes yes. line that I, I did not collect, but man, I'd love to have those figures at 499 a piece. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. What a deal. Yeah. So we got the superpowers here and this is like, the whole line you got uh you have the uh hall of justice playset there which i'm sure that goes for a pretty penny if it's complete nowadays um you have the supermobile for which protects superman from crippling kryptonite which cracked me up when that first came out because i was like why does superman need a, need a plane yeah. <laughs> exactly um but then we have uh you know the uh the batmobile that's there is just fantastic um and then there's like uh, some type of what the hell is that? It's a remote control transport thing, which I vaguely remember that. Okay, yeah, I don't. Yeah, again, that I didn't have any of this stuff, but I vaguely remember that, and I kind of remember Dark Dark Side's plane too. Yeah, it's the destroyer kinda, thing. Yeah, that looks like something out of Mask. Yes, it like it would fold up into something else. Yeah, it looks like uh, <laughs> the Switchblade, uh, which which I had that as a kid. Um, yeah, and there's some other like. It uh, looks like Calabac is driving something at the bottom there. It's the Boulder Bomber. Bomber, yeah. Yeah, that looks pretty sweet. Yeah, these, I mean, the figures and the and the vehicles just look awesome. I wish I had that Batmobile, though. That Batmobile looks so sweet. Um, and then at the very bottom there, we've got uh, Inspector Gadget, which I didn't even remember that coming out back when I was a kid. I, I don't remember I don't remember that toy at all. It looks cool. Yeah, it looks cool. I like how looks they cool. can... Uh, put his attachments onto his head and everything so so that's that's pretty sweet uh yeah robots robots and more robots yep yep yeah so we got uh and i remember these robots i think we talked about them last year but they're the i think Omni, we did yeah. Omni robots and everything so those were i did not have any of those but i know uh, my cousin had on page uh, 441 i know he had the uh ding bot which is little little looking guy there and uh, the thing that Dingbot and some of these other robots reminded me of, because I was a kid and just, I guess, couldn't piece it together, but it, Dingbot especially reminded me a little bit of Vincent from The Black Hole. Uh-huh, uh, yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Uh, then we have uh, Robotics, which these ones were, like, right from the cartoon. Um, number 12. Yep. The, and yep. Uh, the Tyrannix Night, Night uh, Attacker, I remember those being in the cartoon itself. Uh, I do not remember the number thirteen and uh, fourteen there. Yeah, those those I'm not familiar with. 
Then we got GoBots. Now, did you have any GoBots as a kid? I didn't. Nope. Okay. Nope. This was all, again, this is 85, so I'm in middle school. I was getting out of G.I. Joe, uh, the figures at that point. Gotcha. Never had GoBots, never had any Transformers. Eh? And, and yeah. They're just, just, I would have been 10 years old. Yeah, it's just spot on. So this is, yeah, this is, like I've mentioned in past episodes, I think uh, all the toy companies had a folder with my name on it at this time. So, um, I do uh, remember the the GoBots base. That's something again yeah. that I would love to have nowadays because it's such a cool display piece and everything. Um, I do remember also uh, was what's the name of that thing? The uh, the Zod, the robot monster Zod. I didn't have them, but I remember that being uh, in the cartoon and everything. Of course, you got Psykill. And then one of the things I loved here seeing here, and they were, I remember these being around for quite a while. You had the f- uh, fabric case, the robot carrying yep. case. And yep. I remember a lot of toys having those. Like I remember there was like a He-Man one like that, but it was like like plastic wrapped around in a plat in a in a fabric type plastic, and it always had like a picture on the front and everything. Well, I have to say, not having any of these, that those cap guns are cool as hell. 14, oh, yeah. 14, and is, is 15 a, a, actually a cap gun, too, or is it just a light-up? Uh, looks like it says it takes batteries, so I'm assuming it's just a light-up. But who yeah. in the world was making cap guns in 1985? That's hysterical. <laughs> That's hysterical. And not only not only making cap guns, but also making cap guns that turn into robots. Yes. <laughs> like, that takes a special... Uh, Special move right there. Uh, but they were trying to get into the... Uh, the GoBots were trying to get into the same realm as the Transformers because they were starting to make like the bigger robots, the bigger GoBots, and then they were doing the combiners. Right. Uh, just like Transformers was. But yeah, I do remember seeing the Capgun ones uh, as a kid. In fact, I think I had number 14. I'm almost... Cool. Yeah, I am almost positive I did because what would happen is... So when you're looking at the, uh, the gun version there, you see the red on the side yeah that's the robot's arms and what you had to do is you there's like a peg there where the 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 horseshoe shape is you lifted that up and it spun around to the front and then the back would hit there and that's how his hands would just like kind of rest on the peg okay and then you'd, and then you'd spin them back around to lock into place for the gun huh um but yeah i definitely had that as a kid because I, I remember that very vividly uh the binoculars are kind of funny I think, I think it's funny looking at the display case where it's cafeteria. <laughs> yes, yes. That's fantastic. That is great. Oh, me. Uh, then we got uh, 444. We got uh, some Transformers. Transformers there. We got Omega, Omega Supreme. My cousin had that one as a kid. Uh, that, was a, that was a big deal because that was a Transformer that you kind of had to piece together. Uh, they've come out with a new one recently uh, that just actually does just transform, uh, but that was a big one. Um, I did not have any of the new jets as a kid, but I did have Slag, which is one of the Dinobots yeah. there. Yeah. I had Slag, and now that nowadays they call him Slug. I'll, I will always call him Slag. Um, I think my cousin had Swoop. And, I think it's uh, funny you've got uh, you've got Soundwave here, and he's. Sixteen ninety nine. Yes, and that new Walmart version, which I saw, was fifty. And I was 50. like, nope, yep. not yeah. happening. <laughs> maybe if it gets to clearance, to twenty or so, twenty five, maybe. Um, but and I so yeah. wanted the masterpiece version when that came out. That thing was like two hundred bucks, and you got all the cassettes and everything. But well, uh, I've always said that while I've never owned a Transformer, he is the one I would like to have. 
Oh yeah. So I just loved, I loved that. It's the, I think it's tied to the cartoon and the voice yeah. and everything, but oh, yeah, the, all sure. the cassettes are cool, but yeah, that's crazy. That is. And that, uh, yeah, sixteen ninety nine. Yeah, and it and doesn't I, name him. I think it's funny. It says Decepticon Robot Communicate. Yes. <laughs> and then I had uh, I had Blaster uh, as a kid, and I remember that the like so the levers in the front were supposed to pop his chest out so you could put the cassettes in there. Mine never the, that lever never worked. Uh-huh. Mine. I had to like pry his chest open so I never put a cassette in there because I was like I'm never gonna get this damn thing open again. Right. Right. <laughs> He, he was a super easy transform, though. Like, his, his legs just pulled out at the bottom, and his head just popped up, and his arms popped out. It was, like, it was pretty easy. Um, but he was gigantic, too. He was, he was like, almost as big as... I want to say he was, like, two-thirds the height of Devastator when Devastator uh-huh. all assembled. So he was a, he was a big one. Um, and speaking of which, on uh, 445 there, we got Optimus Prime, who I did have as a kid, uh, which was always a cool one. Um... I didn't have any of the triple changers of Blitzwing or Astro uh, Train. I know my cousin had uh, Blitzwing. And then, uh, yeah, uh, Jetfire. And the, I had all the Insecticons as a kid. I had all the, the Constructicons, so I did make Devastator as a kid. Uh, and I did have Perceptor, uh, which I love what they did with Perceptor in the comics, in the IDW comics. They made him like a sniper. Hmm. So, like, that gun on his shoulder there kind of helped him yeah. like target stuff and everything else. I thought that was awesome. Uh, now, do you, re- I, I don't recall these things on the right hand side of the page. Chrono I, forms? Don't, I don't either. That <laughs> must've like, been a Sears exclusive. Yeah. It's like, I don't remember them at all. The transformers knockoff basically. <laughs> yeah. That is, I've never, I do not remember chrono form at all. Never, never the, heard the of them. Machine dolphin transforms from robot to race car to spaceship. There you go. So where's the dolphin at? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Uh, then you have triple changer attack on. Robot changes to a jet and a lunar scavenger. I like that one. That one looks pretty sweet. The uh, attack on. So. But. Yeah, I did not, have any, did not have any of those and not familiar with those at all. I said never. No. That, that's that's going to go on the obscure uh, toy list if we ever do. Oh, you know. <laughs> oh for sure. Here, here's the quarter page of the Sears yeah. catalog. In no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, just when I think I know all the obscure stuff from the 80s, uh, then I get something like that, and I'm like, I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> all right, well, if somebody out there collected chronoforms, contact us and let us know. Right, we'll have you on the show, and you can educate us on it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> there must be a whole story behind it. Um, and then uh, we got on 446, we got some Voltron going on there, uh, which this has got to be, uh, some of these have to be the die-cast ones, right? I, uh, you're, you're asking the wrong guy. I noticed <laughs> some of them marked Matchbox, so I'm assuming, yeah, they... Yeah, so number eight there, it says uh, Voltron 3 Deluxe Lion is comprised of five articulated lions, tough die-cast metal yeah. and plastic. So, yeah, the, the body would have been die-cast. $67 is a lot in 85, too. It was. That's a that's a lot, man. Yeah. You know, if the, if the other Voltron is thirty five, that's, that's why I didn't have them. Wow. <laughs> I'd rather have the uh, the USS Flag for another thirty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, did you watch Voltron at all? Like, nope. No. Okay. No. Um, I love the 
the castle again. Like the the play sets were always the thing that I was always amazed at when it came to a lot of the toys from the eighties because we don't get enough of those today. Um, but yeah, the 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 castle is just that again would be an awesome display piece to have nowadays. Right. I do have the Mattel. Um, the Maddie Collector uh, Voltron, which stands about a good foot and a half, roughly, um, and all the lions put together with their pilots and all that. It's it's an impressive piece that uh, I'm happy to have in my collection. Uh, but page 447 there, uh, that's a that's one of those obscure toy lines that I, I know I know quite quite well. Geeking out on that, aren't you? Oh yeah, sectars, heck yeah. Um, Love sectars. I did have uh, B there, which was the dragonfly. Uh, I had that, uh, and uh, I do have. I actually have uh, dragonfly and uh, spydrax now. Uh, as a kid, I only had the dragonfly, uh, and then I had a couple of the single figures. I think I had. I think I had F there because it had the bite, and I had mantlo. I remember mantlo. Who, who put out sectars? Like who produced that line? I don't remember. I don't know okay. if it says here either. It doesn't. I'm looking. Yeah. I just wondered. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I want it, my my mind wants to say Galoob, but I might okay. be wrong with that. Um, have you ever seen the the hive though? That base that they have there. No, like, I, not until I'm looking at this. Yeah, in it's it's as big as a kid. I mean, they're not exaggerating in that picture. Like, well, I, I thought of Grayskull when I saw it. I'm looking it up, and apparently the figures were from Coleco. Oh, okay. I never had. I didn't know Coleco made toys. I thought they just made video games. But yeah, so to give you learn all kinds of stuff today. To give you an idea of the scale of of that of that hive base, those figures are six inch figures. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> huh. So that hive base is enormous, and I've seen it in person. It's oh, 34 inches high, three foot tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's that uh, ne- next to the kid in the hive base. You see the glowing eyes. That's actually a spider, and you could put your hand in there as a puppet because that that uh. one things, <laughs> and you could reach out and grab stuff with it. And then there's uh, to the left of that. There's a little worm thing in the hole there. That was like a finger puppet. So wow. Yeah. I know way more about sectars than I should. That's all right. <laughs> Somebody's got to. That's right. Then uh, there I, we know go. We could, I know we could talk about this for a while. Uh, page 448 there. John, dive in with all your glory there. <laughs> well, you know, look, I, like I said, unfortunately, this is I was getting out. You've yeah. got the flag. I want that kid's shirt. That, yeah, that's no awesome. Cap, no kidding, right? That shirt is cool. But, yeah, you got you got the flag here. In it for. I guess it's on the next page. We have to see. Uh, we got the USS flag with like 18 shipwrecks on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it was 109.99, so yeah. 110 bucks. Yep. I did get it. Crazy. Yeah, yeah I got that. As a and I and I love that. I remember that the, that Cobra set on there is a Sears exclusive, wasn't it? The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you get basically the Mobat and. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that was for sure a Sears exclusive. Sears exclusive. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. 19.99, 24.99. And this this was my heyday for GI Joe. Like '85 was definitely the year because I'm looking at like the figures. That, like I said, I just can't get over how many shipwrecks they put on there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you got Keel Hall there. You got Quick Kick, Dusty. Looks like Footloose maybe. Um, yeah. Yep. And then Barbecue and Airtight, Tight. Alpine. Alpine. Yeah. 
Yep. And then I did have the battle platform that's uh, right. below that, uh, which that's a great base. Too. That's cool. Yeah. This is. Um, it's all cool stuff. Yep. And then I had uh, I did have uh, the uh, is that the off striker there? Yeah, I had an off striker. Yeah. yeah, I had off striker. I had the mauler. Um, I did not have the Sears exclusives. I did have the Crimson Twins, and then yep. I had the I had the Snowcat, uh, yeah. which that was incredible. Um, I had a Sky Striker that sat on my USS flag. Yeah, and you had you had a whale, or you got a whale? Like, I have a, I have a, yeah, I have a whale now. I did yeah. not have a whale as a as a kid, but I have one now, and and it's almost 100% complete. I think the only thing it's missing is the guards on the back fan. Oh, wow. Okay. Every, everything else I want to say is there. I'd have to double check, but I, I think almost everything else is there. Well, uh, I had the Moray as a kid. I, I would say I'm sorry. Robert's not here to see the bridge layer. I'm sure. I know. <laughs> yeah, Robert was supposed to join us tonight, and as of yesterday, he was still all in, and then I texted him tonight, and he... Actually, I texted today and made sure everyone was ready. <laughs> And Chuck said that he was going to have to bail because he was going out to dinner with his fiance, and uh, which to me is a cop out. And I told him I was giving him shit for it. Uh, and then uh, Robert was saying, "Yeah, I'll be good to go." Yesterday, but then today, never heard a peep from him. So, well, what, never let it Robert. be said. I, I bailed once this year, and that was due to electric electricity issues. Yeah, you didn't have any choice in that. <laughs> I didn't have any choice. Right, right. So the sellouts here, man. So remember that. That's right. So I knew I could always count on you. That's right. But no, yeah, it's it's funny. I, I, I it is it's another one of those where you've got the GI Joe toys and then all of a sudden they throw some yes, somebody's <laughs> cheap knockoff crap. That's for grandma, I'm not sure what you what little boy wants. So I'll get a number 16, which is a plane you can't do anything. It's remote control helicopter you can't really do anything right. with. I personally like number 20, which is the Bigfoot vehicle that has eight wheeled wheels on it. So like, random, man. What the hell do you do with that? Well, it was six ninety nine in the Christmas book last year. Now it's only four ninety nine. Right, because no one wants it. <laughs> Although I would take that for five bucks. I, well, I was gonna say now it's probably worth a lot more. Right, because so nobody wanted it. Right. Uh, but I will say the number eighteen. I mean, that would be a good Mobat, you know, uh, yeah. substitute if you had, if you couldn't get the actual Mobat. That wouldn't be a bad one to get. So, but yeah, man, this brings I, back a I lot of memories. Believe, uh, the Crimson Twins, so you get both of them for five ninety nine. Oh, man, it's insane. Well, yeah, I used to be able to go to the store with like two, three bucks and get an action figure. I just, it's nuts to think you get that double carded, you know, figure yeah. stuff for six bucks. Yeah, I mean, I remember like saving up like th- three to six dollars and saying to my dad, like, hey, I want to go to the store and get some action figures, and you could. If you went there with six or seven bucks, you could come home with two or three how figures. Is, how is the whale only $25? <laughs> I would thought it had $25 worth of plastic in it. Right. Uh, it's the 80s, man. It's amazing. I, some of this stuff just blows my mind. I, 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 look, I was incredibly fortunate as a kid. My parents got me a lot of stuff, and I had so much of that original run. But yeah. again, I just, you know, I think about that, and I'm like, I can't believe that was 25 bucks. Like well, that. look at the you get you have the uh, six pack of Joe figures for uh, $20, $20, which actually that's quite a bit, uh, and then a six pack of uh, um, Cobra figures, and you're not getting any slouches there. You're getting some good uh, Joes yeah. and Cobras. So, um, yeah. yeah what, what what would you give though to have those Sears exclusive Crimson Guard? Yeah, oh yeah. That were the hiss was ten bucks. Yeah, yeah. You know, sure. motorized battle tank ten twenty bucks. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, 
I'd give anything for that. Cool stuff, man. Yeah, it's cool yeah. stuff. Bring brings back good memories. Then we got some. Uh, our buddy Sam's gonna like this. We got uh, Masters of the Universe is on page uh, four fifty there, and I did have the Castle Grayskull as a kid. Um, this is definitely getting later in the line. I was I was out of Masters of the Universe at this point. Uh, I'm almost certain. I like I said I had Castle Grayskull, but I think Castle Grayskull came out the previous year or two, anyways. Um, I think I only got one He-Man figure that we see, or two two of the figures that we see here. I did get Orko as a kid, um, and because my parents didn't know, I didn't like him. And uh, <laughs> I, I got Battle Armor He-Man, which that was cool because that's the one where you oh, you smashed his arm, yeah. his chest, and it would spin and show damage and stuff. It, it, let's go back. So I'm looking at Castle Grayskull, right? Tw- mm-hmm. Twenty nine ninety nine, and it's eighteen inches tall. We said that Sectar's castle was thirty six. Right. This that's place is tall. bananas, man. Yeah. That is bananas. Yeah, I, it's nuts. It's enormous. But yeah, so we got. Uh, I don't know if you, without looking at the names, I don't know if you could actually name all these. Oh, not a freaking clue, dude. <laughs> not so a freaking clue. I know got, who Skeletor is, and I know who Ram Man is, and yeah, we got. Uh, look, I see Stinkor. I know because yeah. you know I, I do know the. Uh, there's a two-headed dude. There's a. There's Moss Man. We got Spikeor, right? Spikeor, yeah. yep. Stinkor. Uh, yeah, too bad is the two uh, two-headed guy. Yeah, I see the battle, the battle armored guy, yeah. or you know, those two. Yeah, yeah. I always like that concept too. That yeah, the smash oh, yeah. up. That's a cool, cool absolutely. Thing. And then, uh, then we're getting into some of the. Uh, even though it's uh, He-Man, we're uh, or it's being advertised as He-Man. It's some She-Ra character. So we got Hordak and uh, uh, I'm trying to remember some of the other. I think Mantis is one of the figures there. Um, yeah, I got Grizzlor, Antenna. Yeah, I, I have a, I have a new appreciation for this after watching that show. Oh yeah, when they did the Toys R Us about it and talking about how goofy some of the t- right the toys were, and they just throwing shit together. I mean, look at the shark like modulock. That is just a goofy, goofy looking yeah. thing. Yeah, you just piece, and I remember with that one, you just piece arms and legs together. So it's like it, you basically can snap off an arm, put a leg where the arm is, put the head where the leg is. Like that's how that figure works. So. Hilarious, uh, but I love I love that Shark Tank for Skeletor. These it's cool. That yeah, is cool. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot of fun. That kid's shirt's kind of cool too. Yeah, I like that. It's almost got like a Flash Gordon look to it. I, it's 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 uh, yeah uh, yeah. I think that's a good call. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. And then uh, much like I was saying with the Hive thing, there you see on this uh, playset, there's a snake, yep. uh, a giant snake that you can put your hand in and, and reach out. That's the Fright Zone. So. Um, which that's become a kind of a so it's a, it was a super tiny playset and not a super tiny playset I mean it's it's not bad size but it's a smaller playset compared to like Castle Grayskull and Stink Mountain but the Fright Zone has become like a very big thing in uh, He Man mythos and everything mm. so um, but then you got your uh, Snake Mountain Challenge uh, which is the race car yep uh, that's pretty cool and then. You got your books there, which is Discovery Eternia with the Masters of the Universe Adventure Books, which I think I have one of those. Uh, I think I found them, uh, one of them at uh, Baltimore Con the one year. So, so yet another ver- story version of the, the history of He-Man that confuses what the real story is. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, now, uh, page four fifty-two. Uh, they they won't let go of. Uh, 
uh, Star Wars, but they'll put them at a discount because save 20 to 50%, 50% off. <laughs> Get that Imperial shuttle for twenty seven ninety nine. Wow. Come on, and that thing was huge. I remember that. Or the Tie Interceptor for nine ninety nine. Yes. God. Um, and then I think Chuck had the uh, number two there. That was uh, the droid thing. Um, oh, Sears. Oh no, that's the Jabba Dungeons. That was Sears exclusive. But that was on that. sale. That was only eight bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Then you got the Max Rebo Band, uh, which I would have loved having those as a kid. And I did have the Jabba the Hutt one with uh, Salacious Crumb there. And then probably one of my all-time, I've mentioned this many times, but probably one of my all-time favorite toys as a kid was the Rancor. Rancor, yeah. Yeah, which that's what ate my uh, wicket. <laughs> um, but you could get him for 10 bucks. Can't get him for 10 bucks. That's now. amazing. So, yeah, this was, uh, so the end of that run was... That was 85, right? Like yeah. 80, going into 86, so... Yeah, because you have to figure uh, Return of the Jedi came out in 83, so this was definitely the last leg of, like, hey, we still got some Star Wars toys. Let's sell them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, then the next page there, uh, I am certain you know nothing about Jason the Wheel Warriors. <laughs> Other than the title of the show, and you've talked about them, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're interesting. I yeah. kind of remember the vehicle like eleven, twelve. Like they look yeah. kind of familiar. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know anything about it beyond that. So basically, uh, the cartoon's pretty good. Uh, I enjoy it. Uh, I actually have it on DVD. But it's uh, the toys were cool. I never had any of the toys, but uh, but they were very cool, and I was always very interested in them because it's it's basically you have a vehicle and you can make put all these attachments on it. And okay. You put put them any way you want. So. Um, so they show you like what it typically would look like, but you could take the drill on the top of the one and put it onto the side, or you could attach it to one of the other vehicles. Like you could really mix and match, uh, the weaponry that you would want on your vehicles. Uh, you could even change out the, the tires and everything else too, which that was pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't remember a lot of the story of it. Uh, I like I said I have the DVDs. I haven't sat down to actually watch the cartoon in a while, but I remember watching it as a kid and enjoying it. Um, now, something I do know a lot about is Mask. <laughs> uh, so there you got Boulder Hill, which I never had, but that was that's a cool playset uh, right there. Um, I did have the Switchblade, which was number sixteen, which is helicopter that changed into a jet, which I never yeah. understood the point of that, <laughs> <laughs> but I had it. And it was cool because the wing, it, like, they call it the switchblade. The wings actually did shoot out. So, like, they would attach to the back side of the helicopter. Okay. And then you would push a button and they would pop out. Um, and they came out pretty, like, pretty forceful. Um, and then I did have Rhino, which is the, the big rig there. And I had the Piranha, which is the motorcycle. Um, I did, never had the, uh, was it the Thunderhawk or whatever it is, the... Uh, the main good guy car there. Uh, never had that, and I never had the jackhammer. But well, mask, I've always, I've always maintained it. Yeah, I've always maintained that that was the line that I would get into if I had a chance to get into it. Oh yeah, well because I just I love the I love the designs of the toys, and and they're still fairly reasonable. Yeah, than what well, I've seen it was it was one that could. St- that could connect pretty well with G.I. Joe. I mean, I know that toy-wise, yeah. the, the sizes were different, but as far sure. as just like a, 
I know that they did uh, the uh, they did Matt Tracker, figure, Matt Tracker as a, yeah. as a Joe, and I have that figure. Um, they and when I heard IDW was going to kind of combine Mask with GI Joe, I was like, oh, that's going to be great. And they didn't really do it in the way I was hoping they were going to do it. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> but gee, there's a shock. Yeah, I know. But no, I, I just know. I think these to, these toys still look really solid. They, they, oh you know, yeah, they, they're very just really cool. And they did multiple waves. That's that's one I know the guy from uh, Toys That Made Us said that like that's one that he wouldn't be able to do because there wasn't it was a short lived cartoon with the short lived toy line. But I don't think it was as short lived as he's thinking. Uh, the cartoon had like eighty or ninety episodes, um, and then the toy line had at least four waves, if not five waves, or something like that, because they they went in new directions to try something new. Uh, that didn't take off, but I guess the question though, Ryan, and we have fans of many, many properties that listen to this show. How many mass collectors do you know? Very like, true. You know, like I, yeah, I don't know anybody. I mean, they yeah. might have, you know, like to your point, you might have some when you were a kid, and they might have one right. or two. But I don't. I've never seen a collection of masks like I've seen a collection of Joe or Star Wars. Yeah, and they're out there. It's just not as many, um, yeah. for sure. So, so yeah, it's like finding the fan base that would actually want to watch yeah. an episode about it. So I'd watch it just because I, sure. I watch any of them now. But well, yeah, I'd watch Wheeled Warriors guy. <laughs> right. I, although Chrono, Chrono Forms, I'm not so sure. Probably, maybe not. Well, maybe I would watch it because I don't know anything <laughs> about Chrono Forms. <laughs> Good point. Well, we're gonna have we're gonna have the expert come on the show right. at some point. Exactly. Uh, then we got some remote control cars going on here, uh, and uh, I never did have a remote control car as a kid. I don't know. If I had I had a few over the years. Uh, okay. Yeah, they were never great. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I now of course I had a lot of Tonka though. I love that that you can't really get. I I'd looked for solid die cast Tonka trucks for my kids, and they just yeah. don't exist anymore. But you used to just beat the hell out of them, and they—I mean, you—we'd push them downstairs and take them outside out and play in the dirt and everything. I mean, they—you yeah. beat the tar out of them. Yeah. But and then on uh, page four fifty-five, you got some some of the uh, um, more of the remote control cars. And even though it's it's different coloring and everything else, I can't help but look at that uh, pickup truck and think of the Fall Guy. I can't help but look at the Jeep and think of MacGyver, and I can't help but look at the Trans Am and think of uh, Knight Rider. So the Jeep. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, I was I'm trying to think. The paint job on the Jeep looks like the Fall Guy. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah, I was, again. But I, like you were saying, though, with the, the Tonka trucks, though, I, yeah, I remember. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, I, I jumped a bunch of pages to 460 no. was what I was looking at with the no, Tonka that's, trucks. That's, that's fine by me. You can jump beat, ahead to that. You can tell out of them. Oh, and on 461, you got a Knight Rider. Oh, yeah. Which, speaking of, did you see that somebody posted the diecast of Kit and Car? Yes. How cool is that, man? Like, that's that really... Very, very cool. <laughs> very cool. I was I, I got a real kick out of that. Yeah, if I saw those in the store, I'd have to think about it. Because, <laughs> yeah, that that was definitely uh, one of my favorite shows in the 80s was Knight Rider. Um, yeah, I like... I do have the pop vinyl of Michael Knight uh, riding in Kit. So nice. It's just kind of cool looking. Um, I like the the little the pickup truck there that you attach a steering wheel to the back. Of. <laughs> yeah, your little kid. That's perfect. Absolutely, better than uh, um, uh, mowing the lawn or anything like that. So, although it prepares you for that. 
And I did have one of these racer sets. I want to say I may have actually had number four there. Uh, which I think was a... Uh, I don't, no, it's not an exclusive. But yeah, I, I'm almost positive I had that exact track. Because uh, the cars look very familiar to me. If you go to the... I guess it's the next page. Then I think my friend had number seven where they went up the wall. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, yeah. But I'm looking at that G.I. Joe set. Yeah. The electric trucking and it's US one. Now do you remember US one, the comic book? No. So there was a that in that run in the eighties of like Team America was out, there was US one. Mm-hmm. And it was very forgettable. I loved it because it was just so off the wall, but it was right. like a you know, a truck like the guy had like ESP or whatever in the truck. And I wanna say at one point like Doctor Strange may showed up in it. it I can't remember. Okay. But I, I you it had that same logo. So I wonder if that's some kind of tie in. I gotta look this just, up. But that's that's all aw- I mean that's awesome. Electric yeah. trucking set. And that Transformers kit's kinda the the Transformers racing set where they flip out and robots is kind of cool yeah. too. That, that's ridiculous because that looks like the crappiest robot I've ever seen in my life. But also, how are you going to race standing up like that? You lose all I, I don't believe you are. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to do some research on that US-1 piece because that just fascinates me, man. That G.I. Joe truck is cool as hell. Yeah, I am, uh, I'm actually looking at uh, that is the exact logo of US-1 for the comic. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just looked up the some cover images and stuff like that, and that US one is the is the exact same logo that's on the comic book, and the truck looks very similar, other than it's painted in Joe colors. Yeah. So. so okay. Yeah. So US one was a comic book tied to the truck line from Tyco. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And there we go. Al Milgram wrote the series. Artwork was Trimpy Springer and Steve Ditko. How about that? So that sounds like it's worth reading just right there. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, w- I wish I could remember it. I really, I just don't. I mean, I own yeah. a handful. Of, it only did what? It lasted 12 issues. I probably have four or five of them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. Okay, well, that's another thing I had to go find now. Forget the, <laughs> forget the toy line. I'll go find the comic. I know they're upstairs somewhere. Now I got uh, 464. We got the Transformers train set, which looks like parts of the train will actually transform into other things. <laughs> And it looks like you got a bunch of little plastic robots. Like those are like the yeah. most generic looking plastic robots. <laughs> I don't That's... think you're gonna find an Optimus Prime in there. <laughs> no, I don't believe so. <laughs> like little people, like whatever the little stubby something going yeah. on there. Did you ever have a train set as a kid? Oh yeah, I actually it's interesting. I had a as a little little kid. We had a neighbor that was a kind of a weird old man, and he I mean, he was a really nice guy. He was just kind of a weird dude. But yeah. he gave me a bunch of really, really old uh, chess, you know, Tyco, and I can't remember, but they were, like, from the 50s. Okay. And I actually sold them a few years ago and, and on eBay, and I made quite a bit of money on oh, these wow. pieces because they were, they were in really good condition. I mean, they'd been sitting – I didn't. I hardly played with them as a kid, and so they were. I want to say they were from the fifties, early sixties, and they were. I had the boxes. I mean, I they were in really, really good condition. Yeah. I didn't know what they were worth. I was kind of surprised what I got for them. I, I got, okay. especially now because you know people don't collect train sets like they did. Right. So maybe I just kind of hit it at the right time, or maybe it was something that was, maybe it was fairly unique to see something that old. I don't right. know. I just kind of hit it at the right time, but I. 
I made a, a good a good little chunk of change on it. I was nice. pretty pleased. I but still yeah, have no, I had trains. Yeah. yeah, I still have my train set, which was like this army train set that uh, my dad got for me, and um, I still have it. It's all like boxed up, and right now I'd be interested to see like if anyone would even be in, like what type of bite I would get even get on something like that. I'd have to test it first to make sure it's still. Yeah, works it, like I said, it's it's such a yeah. niche market anymore. Yeah. I, but you know, Rod Stewart just apparently completed an entire room of trains at so his house. So big props to him. Right. Uh, I had to laugh. I jumped uh, pretty far ahead, but you know, if you want to make your own jewelry on 468, there's the rock tumbler. <laughs> I, you know, don't laugh. I think we had one of those. Did I know you? we had a wood burning kit. Nice. At least one of those. I we may have had a rock tumbler. <laughs> I, I certainly I, I had a metal detector. It was cooler than the one on uh, four sixty nine. But we had, yeah. you know, I remember that was a really big thing in the eighties. Everybody, oh, had, yeah. it, we had two or three metal detectors over a period of time. I remember Never found some, anything, but yeah, I remember some comedian talking about the wood burning kits and stuff like that, and how about how the the cord wasn't very long from the from the wall to the burn. It's true. It's, it's, true. Like, it's like, here, sit right next to the drapes and burn some wood. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Yeah, the metal detectors, uh, which is still a big thing for some people. Like I, I still see people using metal detectors out there. Um, I did have a microscope as a kid. I, I'm looking at a 470 there. Um, never really understood. As a kid, I never really fully understood the microscope. Like, it really, like, it was cool to see the stuff that they gave you to look at. Right. But I never, like, I was never adept enough to know what to get to put under there. Like, I would grab a blade of grass, and I'm like, I can't see it because it wasn't thin enough. Right. Um, and never thought about taking, like, pond water or anything like that and putting it under there. But uh, I never had a telescope. Um, but... I think that that might be the end of the toys I, there. I, I think it looks like it is. Now I'm looking at the Bible. <laughs> well, I, I skipped <laughs> over to like supplies. the sports, like oh, there's yeah. pennants, there's baseball cards, and oh yeah, you know of the huddles. Check out page four seven nine. Pretty funny. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Like and then the next page is Ziggy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like too for the huddles how it's like they try to go with the teams. But then when it's like like the uh, 49ers, it's like, yeah, this kind of looks like a minor. We'll go ahead and do that. And the Steelers, it's just a person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, then you go a little bit further. If you go to 481, you can see they have ventriloquists, you know, dummies. Oh, there's no, like those... Will, There's like Willie. There's Lester. Yeah. And Howdy Doody. And, uh, oh, oh, gosh, what was his name? Uh, Edgar Bergen's. Uh, yes, yeah. Oh, um, gosh, can't think of his name. Um, I'm embarrassed. I know exactly who you're talking about. Charlie. Wasn't it? Wasn't that his, his name? Charlie McCarthy, yeah. yeah. Charlie McCarthy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, those are the things I would never own because they kill you in your sleep. Le- that Lester, though, <laughs> is, that Lester is hysterical. Like, I didn't know they oh, made, yeah. I didn't know they made Lesters. Yeah. <laughs> Lily Tyler running around somewhere. Oh, yeah. I, rem- I remember Lester. Remember, remember Lester very well. Then you got the, and then you start getting into the girl toys. You got Barbie with her Corvette there, silver Corvette. And you get all the way to, you know, Cabbage Patch Kids. There's all, yeah. a lot of stuff. And, and, and Barbie gets, took up like four or five pages there. Well, More she's than that even. big time. 
I guess so. Rainbow Bright only got one page. Page 500. Oh, my, I gotta get up to that. I'm still filtering through Barbie here. Oh, there's Prince... <laughs> okay, so She-Ra, Princess of Power, has got its own... I see the Cabbage Patch now. Yes, yeah. Okay, I'm catching up to you. All right. So, there's a lot of Cabbage Patch doll stuff, too. Boy, oh, yeah, wait till oh, you yeah. get to page 502, man, because I think we got another... We got another... Uh, property we're gonna have to find the, the collector okay. of okay my sister did have rainbow bright i do so i do know rainbow bright very well they recently did a comic with rainbow bright it was a mini series huh. it, was, it was actually pretty good because rainbow bright didn't really have much of an origin as a kid like like you knew where she lived and what she did as far as fighting darkness and all that type of stuff but you never knew um what she <laughs> Like what what her origin was, like where she came from or anything like that, and they did that in the comic, and I think they actually did a good job of that. So, oh, oh yeah, uh, five hundred two. We definitely need to know what this is. The Golden Girl, Golden Girl, not Golden Girls. So it's not Sophia and Rose. It, is, it, it looks like a She-Ra ripoff. Like it I did totally not, is. I did not know that existed. Golden yeah. Girl, Golden Girl. Yeah, we got. Uh, I still like call them Golden Girls. Uh, but, and they're all named after. A lot of them are named after like uh, gemstones. Yeah, Ruby, like, Sapphire, Sapphire, Onyx, Jade. And then you have Moth Lady. Oh, that's hilarious, man. Vultura, Ogre. The the uh, Palace of Gems, home of Golden Girl. Wow. This is awesome, dude. Like, yeah, I've never, I never would have heard of this if we hadn't looked at this catalog. That's what I what I like too. Is it? It's above She-Ra. So the yeah. she didn't get top billing on that page. It was Golden Girl that got top billing. What do you bet Golden Girl was a Sears brand? Oh, I'm sure it was. And I actually like the uh, that uh, Palace of Gem is actually pretty sweet looking. Like, that'd be a cool like display piece if you had like some uh, medieval characters, uh, like goblins or something it, like that. It was the same price as, as uh, the Crystal Castle. Yeah. So, you know, why not? <laughs> yeah. I actually and I actually like it better than the Crystal Castle. Like if for a guy at least, I I wouldn't own the Crystal Castle, but I would own that uh that palace. That looks kind of cool. That's funny though, man. Golden Girl and the Guardians of Gemstones was from Galoob. Galoob, okay. Yeah. Wow. Eighty four. Oh, yeah, you see if you look at the bottom. Yeah, if you look at the bottom there of the page of five hundred two, it says. Uh, 1984, Louis Galoob Toys, Inc. Oh, there it is. And Leisure, Leisure, Con- Leisure Concepts. And then there's Mattel for 1985. So. Wow. Who knew? I had never heard of Golden Girl and the Guardians of the Gemstones. I never did either. You're, see, we not only bring entertainment, John, but we also educate. We educate ourselves, <laughs> yes. Because heaven knows there's going to be that test someday about rip-off toy lines that Galoob put out, including... The golden, just Golden Girl, not Golden Girls, <laughs> right? Which would have been hilarious. That would have been even better. I want to see Blanche with a sword, <laughs> <laughs> Sophia with a magic right. wand or something. Right there, you go. One time in well, what, Eternia or whatever, whatever. Nice. Down there. <laughs> right now in five hundred three, there I you have the pound puppies, but I also remember seeing these remote control cat thing. It was like very think. disturbing as a kid. I remember. Don't remember those at all. Yeah, I, I kind of remember seeing like a, a commercial for that or something. So yeah, Care Bears on the next page. My, my sister was definitely into those. Yeah. Care um, Bears. And, oh, and, man, she had a lot of that stuff. Yep. I And I remember going to see the Care Bears movie 
uh, which had had introduced the Care Bear Cousins, which you see oh, in, well, in yeah. the backpack there and, and everything. So I remember Wuzzles. I don't. She. I don't know anybody. Yeah. Any, but oh, yeah. there's the Muppet Babies. Wow, there's stuff. a plush. Those are pretty cool. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of Care Bear stuff here. Yeah, the Wuzzles. I remember. Uh, I think I watched the cartoon a little bit of the Wuzzles as a kid. Um, yeah, Muppet Babies. That's man. That's takes me back. And there you got some. Uh, Plushy looking uh, My Little Ponies at the bottom of that page, yeah. too. So. Then you can build your own dollhouse. It's it's a crazy, man. This is, uh, like Which, I said, it's it's a lot of fun to go through this stuff. And yeah. Especially these things I don't have <laughs> any Which, frame of reference for. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> my dad, I want to say, built a dollhouse for my sister that looks a lot like number 12 on wow. page 508. Um Except he he built it like from a pattern and stuff. He didn't mm. buy it and assemble it. He like, yeah. he built this impressive thing. Um, and of course, on the next page you need to have your horses that go with your dollhouse. Oh, and there's My Little Pony on page five ten. There's the the full fledged. Uh, there it is. Ponies with their all their accessories, and you got the little the real little ponies. Uh, like number eight, seven, eight, and nine are the smaller ones. I really, and that, you know what? I really liked that episode. Uh, I did I too. Really, yeah, I, really I really didn't I, know yeah. anything about it. So, man, there's the and some of this stuff was the one designer because remember he made some of the play sets. He talked about that. Yes. Where, uh, like, because you needed the stable and all that type of stuff. Right. Right. Um. And more uh, toothbrushes and number three there. I remember that being out where it's uh, you, the pose me pretty Barbie. You could do her makeup and her hair and just and hey, they're being politically correct. You could get the the white or black version of Barbie back. My then. my sister had a handful of those over the years. Oh yeah, those very well. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, if you ever wanted to see a scene that was very 1980s, look at page 513. <laughs> got your jazzercise outfits going on there for hysterical everyone dressed like Olivia Newton John it's hysterical yeah I think we had something like uh, the kitchen set that you see on page 514 as a kid yeah when we were real, real little which we bought so at work they have uh, you know where you can take like an ornament off the tree and it, and it gives you a a child to buy something for, and it tells you what the kid sure. wants and stuff. Yeah. So my wife and I did that. This uh, we've done that each year, and this year we, you know, we usually pick a few. And one of them was they wanted a, a kitchen set. Man, like it was like a toy kitchen set for a little girl. Yeah. And the stuff that they come out that they have out now just like blows away anything that we had as a kid. <laughs> it's just it was imp- very impressive, like this the technology and what was built in. I do remember on page 516, um, number eight there. It's the 22-piece cook and clean set. Because I remember you could turn the dials on the stove there, and like these little hot-button th- colorings would pop up mm. underneath, so you knew if the, the fire was there. I remember the – I certainly remember the uh, snow – Frosty Snowman snow cone oh, machine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then, hey, on page uh, 517 there, you can have your own Pepsi machine. I vaguely remember those, too. I do, too. Yeah. 
Wow. And I do remember the cart on page uh, 518, the number 10 there, the shopping cart. Which okay. that that thing you could beat to hell also it was like this super hard plastic huh. that, that you could just beat up. Hey, you can buy your own microwave as a kid too on page uh, five nineteen. <laughs> That's what every kid needs, right? Well, I mean they had they had the uh, easy easy bake, bake oven. oven. Why not? We upgraded to a microwave, and then you can uh, cut your uh, cut yourself and hurt yourself with the needle and thread on page five twenty. Wow, micro bake. Yeah. They fun were like, stuff. Yeah, they were like prepping stuff. kids for like home ec when they telling <laughs> you some of the stuff. Oh, I did have uh, on page uh, five twenty two. I did have the uh, football toy chest there. Okay. I do remember that. And then we also had like a giant frog where you opened up its mouth <laughs> and you could throw your toys in there too. Got your own little kitchen sets there for kids. Man. Something for everyone. I guess so. But yeah, that's, I mean, it, and it's so much fun to kind of look back at a lot of the stuff. Um, like you said, I mean, I still plan on going through all the uh, 1980s catalogs in the upcoming years and everything else. But like you said, as, as I get older, it'll be less and less of it that I I had and more of it just looking at it for, from a uh, viewpoint of liking the properties because a lot of these properties are still around in the late 80s. Um, hey, page uh, 526 there, you got a Masters of the Universe toy chest, which the artwork on the back of that looks pretty sweet. 526. Oh, I yeah. see it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 So I like that artwork on there. Oh, and then you got the is it the make it and bake it Good, on uh, five twenty seven there. You would I remember little, you, yeah for the paint those and color yep. them in, and then you would uh basically almost like a shrinky dink of yep I remember yeah the little dots or yeah little, yeah pieces of plastic or whatever they were that yep. Yeah, you bake them and they smell to high heaven. Yeah. So that's uh, that. I'd say that's about it. I I'd say that's plenty else. of the, Yeah. Of the wish. <laughs> I think we went pretty far in. Oh wait, one last thing that because I don't know a kid that didn't have this. Go on page five thirty. This will be a good one to close out. Five thirty. The Fisher Price record player. Yeah, I think everybody. I think everybody's had one of those. At, at, at least number point. two, probably right there. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I, I I think almost everyone had that. See, it was forty dollars, man. That's yeah. not cheap. That's not cheap, but that thing was durable as hell. That's true. You could beat the hell out of it, and it still That's would true. play a record. So, um, and records are making a comeback now. There's there's people that want that oh, vinyl. Oh, you don't need to tell me. I've got two of them upstairs that are buying vinyl, which I oh, think yeah. is great. That, oh yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah, but they don't have a Fisher Price record player. So. No, no, they do not. Got to track one of those down. I wonder if you could get one for less than forty dollars now. <laughs> Who knows? It might, it might you, know, you never know. Yeah, never, never know. Never know. Let me. I'm gonna do a quick uh, eBay search here. So Fisher Price uh, record player. I think you'd be looking for Golden Girl. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mint in box, but we get but we get a deal somewhere on that. Right. Yeah, you can get a Fisher Price record player for thirty bucks. There you go. Yeah. yeah. 
I gotta look up Golden Girl. What was it? Golden Girl. Golden Girl. I'd say Golden Girl Galoob or okay, Golden yeah. Girl. Yeah, we'll do Galoob. Oh, there, something's coming up. Oh yeah, you can get a uh, one in box for seventeen ninety nine. Huh. There's some other ones for eight ninety nine or eight twenty. Yeah. Some of them are. There's one that's like Golden Girl Guardians of Gemstone Prince Chrome. Prince Chroma. If he's ninety nine ninety nine. So wow. Some of them are more rare than others, I guess. Yes, so. But no playset, no castle. I don't see the playset. Yeah, yeah, I don't see the castle. You see if I can type in castle and fiddle, or it was the palace, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah. Well, I think, well, I did Baltimore Con next year and look for that. That'll oh, be our that'll be our side the, trip. Yeah, there's the palace in the box. Uh, Minton box one hundred eighty eight dollars. Oh. One hundred eighty nine dollars. One that's out of the box and it says. Uh, uh, Looks like it might be missing a piece or two, but it's six at sixty five dollars with one bid on it right now. So, so yeah. So it's uh, it's a line you can still find. So, but uh, hold me back. <laughs> hey everybody, if you want to give me a Christmas gift, go to eBay. <laughs> do not get them that. <laughs> I do not think you, I think there's many things you want before you want the. Yeah, I, I want Chrome. What is it? Chromaforms. <laughs> Chromaforms. <laughs> nice. those. Never had any transformers, but I'll have some chromaforms. But for right, it, I'll right. it. But seriously, if someone knows what the hell those are, I'll have you on the show to talk about them. <laughs> but you need to actually know what they are and like have had some as a kid and like know what you're talking about, not just Wikipedia this shit because I can do that. <laughs> I, I was gonna say they could make it up, and we never right. know. No, I want to know what it was like to actually play with them and have them as a kid and like. Did you know the stories behind the characters and all that? I want an expert, damn it. <laughs> I wonder if Adam F. Goldberg knows. Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. He's got a pretty pretty deep uh, abide toy love. So. I thought I cut deep until I saw Chronoforms and <laughs> Golden Girl. <laughs> Shit. I bring up stuff none of you guys know most of the time. That's true. <laughs> uh, I got some homework to do. I'll, next episode, I'm going to know all about Chronoforms and Golden Girl. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, look start, I look forward to that whole two minutes that we're going to spend talking about. We're going to have a, have a Star Joe's uh, special episode. There we go. <laughs> all right, my friend. Uh, well, I think I think we uh, shot our bolt here. And, uh, I think so. So uh, this is uh, this will definitely be the last episode that comes out before Christmas. So I want to uh, wish you a Merry Christmas. Uh, I want to wish our listeners a Merry Christmas. Uh, hope the holidays are kind to everyone out there. Um, and uh, do you want do you have any last words before the the new year sets in? Uh, no, I wish everyone the happiest of holiday seasons. Be safe. Uh, stay warm if it's cold where you are. And uh, thank everybody for the continued support of everything that we're doing and what we continue to do and yeah. look forward to more fun and frivolity and even learning some more good stuff in 2020 with you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know we're going to have some interviews uh, coming up in the new year. We're going to have, uh, I'm gonna, we're going to do an episode with uh, listeners. Uh, we might have to space those out a little bit and then put them all together. That'll be like our anniversary, 10 year anniversary episode. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be covering some classic comics. We'll get back to G.I. Joe. We'll at some point get back to Micronauts. And, 
uh, we'll have some fun with, with all that. So, uh, and if I can think of, and, and I know we talked about some new movie stuff, uh, directions to go with movies and everything else, do some more of those episodes. So I, there's some good stuff going to be coming up in the new year. I'm looking forward to it. So, um, but, uh, John, where, where can they find all of your, uh, other podcasting goodness? Yeah, check out hrsocialartpodcast.podbean.com. And by the time this comes out, I'm assuming my pop culture episode will be out. It's the first time I ever actually give starjoes.com as my contact information. Nice. For that show. Uh, because it's a lot of what, a lot of what I get to talk about here, but it's with a very different crowd. But we talked about our favorite TV, movies, audio. So it was bands, CDs, or, or podcasts, kind of audio things and our favorite pop culture experiences of the year. So nice. really, really, it's a lot of fun. I have a good time with that show and it's just a, a different thing, but yeah, I continue. I appreciate everybody's continued support of the show. We're up to 99 countries and, uh, hope to crack 100 before the 2020. It'd be great. And more, more stuff to come there. I got some big announcements I'll be making in the next several weeks nice. about the uh, future of social hour. So I'm excited about it. Nice. Looking forward to it, man. Um, yeah, and uh, the Star Joe's fan page has been growing. I'm hoping, uh, and just through doing silly memes and everything else, I'm hoping there's some listeners out there that have found the podcast because of that. Just, you know, seeing the funny and cool stuff that we post on there and going, hey, I'll, I'll check out the uh, the podcast. If, you, if you're one of those people, welcome aboard. Uh, let us know you're out there. Send us an email uh, at starjoespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also leave a voicemail. It's 440-942-JOES, I believe, something like that. Just go to starjoes.com. You'll find everything there. Uh, I want to thank the sponsors that we've had uh, this past year. Uh, really could not have done this show without you guys because uh, you helped pay for the, some of the costs that are involved with doing the show here. Um, so looking forward to hopefully you guys continue your sponsorship uh, next year. And uh, uh, I... I actually had a, a blast talking uh, with uh, the um, Dudes in Toyland uh, guys. Had a, a really fun time with them. That episode should be out soon if it's not out already. Uh, but we had a, definitely did one of the longest episodes they ever did. So there's a theme when you have a Star Joe's person on. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, I take a quick look. Yeah, that that episode's not out yet. I'll probably reach out to Will Bell and see uh, see if that one's coming out soon. Uh, once it's out, I'll post it on the Star Joe's uh, fan page and everything so people can check that out. Um, but yeah, we just kind of went off on weird tangents talking about different toys and everything else, so that was a good time. Uh, but, you know, uh, drop us a line. Like I said, love to get some emails that we can talk about in future episodes. But uh, other than that, we'll close the epi- episode by saying the Force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone. Golden Girl and the Guardians of the Gemstone, each sold separately, new from Galoob.